All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Uh, sitting down, moving some stools around, that's how I'm going. Um, things are well here. Thanks for recording with me today. Uh, listeners, you don't know this, but Jake and I had plans to record on uh, Saturday. What would the date be then? Uh, Saturday the 21st. We're doing it several days early because, fortunately, I looked up the hotel I was going to be staying at, going to be in Buffalo, New York for the weekend doing comedy. No goddamn internet. It says uh, available for a nominal fee. It's 20 goddamn 17. What fucking hotel just doesn't say, hey, internet, here, you can have it. Do you, you got to churn your own butter there, too? Jesus Christ, man. I know. And and no continental breakfast. Maybe there is one, but it wasn't listed. Like, they always have amenities listed, and it always says, like, continental breakfast, which sucks. You know, it's, it's never good food, but at least it's something to put in your belly that you don't have to pay for. So, you know, that's better than nothing, and I appreciate that. But, yeah, pay for your Wi-Fi and no, no shitty breakfast, so... Hey, why do you, uh... You, you probably know the answer to this, uh, but why, why do they call it, uh... The continental breakfast. What's continental about it? When I hear continental, I think, I think exotic. I think maybe I'm gonna have, I don't know, some lo mein, you know, some chicken tikka masala, something like that. But it's always just uh, a bagel and some cereal. I think that's literally all it is, though. A continental breakfast is defined as a light breakfast, um, you know, like coffee and a piece of toast. It's it's so it's. It, you you think exotic, but uh, it's it's generally supposed to mean something that isn't really breakfast, which makes perfect sense for most hotel breakfasts. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense for for the hotel to have a small breakfast there. But why why the word continental? Why don't they just call it little breakfast, something like that? I think it dresses it up. I don't know. It's a good point. I uh, wh- where did this baby happen? breakfast? Something. You reminding you reminded me of something. Uh, my wife, oh, okay, my wife and I went out of town, we went to see the band OK Go, and, uh, it was, it was fantastic, it was a f- oh, nice. fucking incredible show, I, 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 I wrote about it, it was, it was so impressive, um, side note to any listeners, if you have a chance to see the band OK Go live, absolutely recommend it, so, um, it, it was out of town, it was in Minnesota, and, uh, we got a hotel, and, uh, the next morning woke up, and they had the shitty continental breakfast, and these little crappy sort of tiny omelets so that's what i had and then i i i don't remember how this happened i remember what i'm telling you but i don't remember how it happened then we went somewhere for lunch where it was early enough in the day that you know we we picked up our kids and we all went out um they were staying with grandma while we went to the show and I had an omelet again. And then when it came time for supper, we went somewhere that served breakfast all day. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. I've never done this before in my life. I'm going to go for the trifecta omelet uh, meal. So I had an omelet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner that day. I, I don't remember the circumstances of lunch, but I just remember that nice. yeah, by the time it got to dinner, after the, the shitty continental breakfast omelet, and that one was like a little throat in a microwave and eat it. And then the next two were actually prepared. Um, but yeah, that, that was my day. Which was the best of the three omelets? Um, oh, I do remember the circumstances of lunch. We went to, we took, are you familiar with Thomas and Friends? It's a train show for kids. No. Okay, it's it's this cult of, so they had a, we went to, from OK Go in Minnesota to Boone, Iowa, this little nowhere fucking meth town, farmer town, Main Street deserted in Iowa, but once a year for three days or two weekends or something like that, six days over two weekends, 
uh, they they bring in a Thomas the Train festival, and it's it's a way to fucking rape your wallet, where they just charge you so much fucking money so that your little kids can go, oh my god, it's Thomas the Train. It's a complete bullshit marketing cult thing for kids. Uh, so we're in this little small town, and we went to a little tiny diner, and of course diners have breakfast all day. So my wife got a burger, and the kids got whatever. I said, I had not looked for breakfast. That's a good gig, right? Yeah, being Thomas the Train—that's got to be an easy gig. I feel like we should start going for those. You know what I'm saying? The kids ain't gonna notice that me and you ain't Thomas. Uh, we, we just gotta. <laughs> oh, well, they'll I'll notice. Be fucking door of the Explorer. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll I'll throw on like a Beatles wig or something, and uh, I'll get a spray-on tan. Kids, kids. They're not good at picking things up, you know. Well, uh, they're actually no. They're very fucking astute. They're the they're the opposite really? of not good at picking things up. What we need to do is invent our own Thomas the Train. Our own. Have you ever heard of the Wiggles? The Wiggles. Okay. No. And I know you've heard of Sesame Street and the Muppets, but these are sure. all big money ticket item. Like the Thomas the Train thing. All they did was took a dilapidated train from the city and threw a Thomas engine on it. Uh, it was actually pretty nice. It talked, you know, like it had moving. It was just animatronic. Um, but I did the math. Oh, so this isn't like a person dressed up as Oh, no, guy. no. It's, it's an actual this is train. Like a, this is like an actual mechanical thing. Yeah. Um, so I did the math. I looked at it, and I can't remember what I came up with, but it was something absurd. Like uh, there were eight there was or were eight cars and each car was 60 people per car and each ticket was $19 and then I they had like eight rides a day over the course and something absurd like you wow. know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and then of course when you're not on the train they have all the Thomas like clothes and shirts and games and and bibs and they had umbrellas and of course those were if an umbrella is two dollars they were ten dollars so you know eight dollar markup because it had thomas on it just the amount of money made that weekend so my point is you and i need to come up with a kids show that we can market and then just make bank off of that's what we need to do is we need we're podcasting and giving it away for free we, we need should, to man yeah come up with I'm, a, if, if you're listening and you're an adult out there fuck you man you know kids are where it's at kids <laughs> buy merch and stuff they got no, they any, don't. Any we buy the merch show. for the kids. Us, the well, that's stupid what I'm parents like, like they, me. They convince the parents to buy the merch. It's, it, like adults, they just want stuff for free. They they don't want they don't want to buy action figures of us. Listeners of our <laughs> podcast won't buy action figures of me and you. At least I don't think they will. Listeners, will you buy action figures of me and Timmel? Let's let's pull uh, post it on uh, send us emails or post it on our uh, SoundCloud page or Stitcher or wherever. But yeah, we we've come up with the uh, Jake and Nathan action figures. Will you buy them? Yeah, <laughs> but see, then again, like it, it, I don't think action figures of us is as impressive as a train that talks. Like an action figure of me sitting here, uh, hung over, half dressed with with an earbud in. Like that's just it's not. <laughs> It's not as fun. You can't. You don't really want to do that many act outs with it as you can with a with it with an action figure. You know, I, I'm 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 no goddamn Ninja Turtle. That's all I'm saying. Well, and uh, Thomas and Friends is a British creation. So all the trains uh, they live on an island and they all have these cute, uh, excellent British accents. And here you and I speak in our fucking Midwest twangs that probably you know people listen to half our podcast and then push stop because our our whiny midwestern accents are so annoying to them no adults don't mind listening to it but they would never 
they would never allow their their kids to listen to a cartoon that sounded like us. You know what I'm saying? Because they wouldn't want the kids picking up our vernaculars. Right. It's it, it sounding like us. And the other one I mentioned, the Wiggles, that's Australian. So we need accents. We need we need charming accents or or alluring accents. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with an obscure one. I want to do an Aborigine accent. I don't even know what the fuck that sounds like. <laughs> Isn't that is that sort of a play on uh, African clicks and uh, I don't uh, abor- it could be grunts I could and- be, I could be clicky the turtle or something you know <laughs> I, th- I think I think we could make that work I don't see how we couldn't clicky the turtle I don't know what I would be I'm not that fast on the uptake I uh, I'd have to think of this one. All right, so uh, Jake, I have an update for you. This is uh, going to be exciting. Um, it's it's a, our favorite topic. I co- I almost brought it up last week, but then I forgot. But it's, wait, is it more sex dolls? And it would it, it would have been perfect with last week because if, uh, I don't know why I'm not just googling sex doll stuff every week. I don't like, Google we it. Should it have, just pops we gotta up in have the a news. segment every week where we where we fucking just this keep week in up sex dolls. The advances, yeah, this week in sex dolls. I'm pissed that I didn't bring it up last week because I saw it and then tucked it away, and then we talked Harvey Weinstein and him being a piece of shit, rapist, assaulter, molester, everything. And this week's update is... Ooh, I know how we can combine the two. Well, I, um, I'm going to tell you. If you're convicted of a sex crime, uh, you have to share a cell with a sex doll robot Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I think we should do that. You know, a little bit of reform, that kind of thing. Well, this, this is the headline is, Samantha the sex robot was groped by Austrian men. Sex robot has traumatic experience at technology festival and is forced to is forced to retire many body parts. It is not a great day for Samantha the sex robot. The blonde-haired, blue-eyed doll worth over four thousand dollars was reportedly inappropriate gr- inappropriately groped by sex-hungry men at the ARS Electronica Festival in Linz, Austria. <laughs> Dude, if anyone ever disrespected my robot in public like that, oh, I would go fucking nuts. I it, I got to keep reading this because it's so I there's nothing we can say that's better than this article. Her inventor, Sergey Santos, shared that she was quote heavily soiled end quote by the men. Santos added that two fingers were broken while they were mounting Samantha's breasts, arms, and legs causing her to break down entirely. <laughs> oh god. Break down how but it, like, well, I, I mean, I get that they're damaging the property. Like, if they're breaking it, yeah. But they're talking about it like it's a person. Like it's sitting there. Like the the sex doll is not uh, tweeting me to posts. You know, like that's that's not that's not going on. It's a it's a fucking robot. It's a toaster with tits, man. Well, Come here, on. here's my question: Is the article? It's pretty much ends there. They're they're they're. Well, no, there's a little more, but it never explains. Um. You know, what was she being monitored? Like, if I have a $4,000 sex robot that I am trying to sell, I'm going to be there keeping an eye on it. Like, I, I guess, is it like a car? Was it take this sex doll for a ride? Were you giving it test rides? Like, humping it, grabbing it, rubbing your dick against it? Like, what? Was this a sales technique? Like, hey, I've, I have this Yeah, that's a good robot. point. Yeah, what do you... What do you... What do you consider a test drive, like a socially acceptable test drive for a sex doll? Like, obviously, 
Obviously, like, I'm not going to let you bring it back with your DNA all up inside the thing, but I, I, I get you, you want to see if it feels real, you know? You got to, I, I don't know, maybe maybe a quick little two-finger insert. I, I, I don't know. That's, But that's weird, though, because why would you buy a sex doll that's been... You know, I feel like you almost got to have a, a display model. And just, that's a, I, just a floor model that's basically like a Time Square hooker from the 70s, you know? And it's just been ridden by tons of dudes... Nobody's actually buying it. You have a you have a display model, and then they buy a new one. It, that kind of thing. Exactly. That's what I was just wondering if that's what this was, because that would make sense. Like I I sell books after my show when I do comedy. I'm like, hey, I wrote this book, and I hold the same up, but one up every week. I keep like several of them in great condition that I can sell, and the one that I bring on stage every week, it slowly over time gets beaten to shit. And that's what it is. It's my display copy. I know that this one is has got a bent corner and, and, and frayed pages and shit because I'm carrying it around. Is that what this is? Is this the display copy, like you just said, the, the display model? And I I don't... I, I How would you take a sex doll for a text, test drive? I guess you would have to just sort of, like you say, touch it, caress it. Does it feel nice? Because I don't think you're like, okay, I have this booth set up and we close the door and do what you want. And decide whether or not to buy. That would be... <laughs> but the, the, the thing is described as groped. Groped by Austrian men. That's the headline. Groped by yeah, Austrian that's, men. Yeah, that's where I'm, I'm just like, is it... Are, are people are people getting too excited about the show? Uh, oh, dude, I tried to find the article. And the first thing I clicked on was... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to click on the wrong shit with this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your search history yeah. is going to look interesting. I yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I am now on a. Well, see, this is weird. It's technically it brought me to Pornhub Gay, yeah. and there's definitely gay stuff going on like around the video, but the video just seems to be a fella with all of his clothes on, groping a female sex doll like a naked. So I would, I would argue this is heterosexual. I. Uh, I got to be upset if I was gay. If I was looking for like a gay sex doll porn and I came onto this, I'd be like, dude, you guys are, you guys are putting straight porn in with my gay porn. This is like, I don't know, cultural appropriation or something. You made me think Reese's peanut butter cup in some way. <laughs> you got your gay porn in with my straight porn. Well, you put your yeah. straight porn in with my gay. Hey, it's delicious. Um, yep. Did I ever tell you this? It has nothing to do with anything, but when I said your search history, I thought of it. Um, I, t I talked to my wife about this uh, the other day just because I thought it was funny. She, I think she asked me something. Or uh, On Facebook, you can ask for recommendations now, and when you do ask for a recommendation, it pops up in a special post that when you type the name of a business, it links to that business yeah. automatically. Every single okay. time someone asks for a recommendation, I don't care what it's for, from new tires to a haircut, I Google gay bars in, followed by the city that person is in, and then recommend a gay bar. So someone's like, oh, I need new tires, and I recommend a gay bar. And I've been doing this for nice. three months. And the other day, Lydia asked something. I said, "You, <laughs> my search history <laughs> is just filled <laughs> With gay bars in Birmingham, gay bars in Omaha, gay bars. That's awesome. <laughs> so my, if I were to die and someone were to look at my search history, and, and so now you have to wonder, am I just doing this because I'm a goof? Or is it just a really good cover for the fact I'm searching for gay bars? Listeners, you decide.
Well, I just looked that up on my girlfriend's computer, actually. So now my my girlfriend is gonna find my gay porn that I clicked on in in her in her search history. That's why Chrome Incognito is a beautiful thing. Except I discovered this. I, I actually posted this on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. I think it's sad that I use Chrome Incognito to look at news articles uh, more than I do porn because news sites say, "Hey, you only get one free article a month, and then you can't." you know, use our site. So if you go to Chrome Incognito, you can just keep going back to the Washington Post, the New oh, York really? Times. Yeah, you do that over and over just using uh, Chrome Incognito. And That's good to know, man. Yeah, I just realized that I was using it to look at news more than porn. And I just, I found that sad in a way about, I don't know if that says something about me that is just sort of, that uh, am I a, a nerd or I have no idea that, that I'm more interested in news than sexuality. And it's not that I'm not interested in porn. It's just I spend more of my day reading news. And I don't know why yeah, that depresses you can't, me. You that can't should spend be... your whole day looking at porn. No, it you can't. boring but... <laughs> after a while. Like... I only look at porn like twice a week. I literally, my wife and I have talked about it. She's like, do you beat off? I'm like, yeah, I beat off. She's like, how much? I'm like, I don't know, a couple times a week. Yeah. I do it and then I'm done. I'm I'm very open about it. And I'm not looking at well, weird, I, I, kinky shit. I think shit. watching porn, like not beating off, just watching it to watch it. That's I, I think that's that's one step in the direction that this guy's in with this sex doll. He I I'm looking at this article, man. He seems to I don't know, think of it like a person or something. Yeah. And yeah. so he's upset that the that the doll was I I, Violated. I, I don't know, sexually harassed or whatever. It's like, dude, it's a it's a sex doll, all right? Don't don't tweet a picture of her with the me too hashtag. This is it's, it's it's not her too. She doesn't count. Yeah. So you're I'm reading sorry, the but... article. You see the quote where he's like, "People can be bad because they did not understand the technology and they didn't have to pay for it. They treated the doll like barbarians." Yeah. Well, they yeah. treated her like a common whore and not well, not, not like a real person. Like, well, yeah, dude, she's not a real person. It's, it's a fucking rubber. It's a rubber thing with a fleshlight. Well, not it's, even it's not got even tits and a fleshlight. Take the sex doll aspect out of it. That's just people in general. Like. Any convention, if you have a display model of anything, by the end of the convention uh, or flea market or whatever, that thing's going to be destroyed. People are going to pick up, you know, have you ever gone past Bed Bath & Beyond and they have a tester, they have a perfume thing out that says tester on it. The thing is fucking filthy because people just manhandle anything. If it's public, they're pretty good about not destroying well fuck I, i'm about to backtrack i was gonna say they're pretty good about not destroying what they're not supposed to destroy but go through a, a clothing department right they'll, they'll unfold every goddamn t-shirt they will uh pick up a pair of jeans then decide they don't want it and just put it in with a pile of shirts people fucking destroy shit so yeah your sex robot got destroyed that's what it was there for it's a product and people destroy merchandise people do suck but don't be surprised by it in fact, I'll I'll even go as far as to say, even even if you put a real woman out there and you told the guys, hey, do whatever you want to her, she would come back in worse shape than your sex doll did. So if anything, I I, I feel like uh, it came back in pretty good condition, seeing as you you left it out and let a bunch of fucking weird perverts at a sex doll convention uh, do whatever they want to it. 
Here's what I don't understand about the article is uh, he's been able to sell 15 of these dolls, not too bad, in part due to the current sex doll trend in Austria's sex industry. I approve of that. Uh, you should be having sex with dolls uh, over uh, forced slavery. Um, but she became the most talked about sex robot uh, in a brothel in Vienna. She was spoken about so often that she became more popular than the actual sex workers. I gotta wait. So you're saying you're saying there was a whorehouse uh, with a brothel, sex doll. Excuse me, with a sex doll and real women, and guys were going for the sex doll over the real women. That was my first response, and I was literally going to go down that path. But as I was saying it, I thought of this. Literally before I could say, "Are you fucking kidding me?" My brain went, "Well, wait a second. Everyone is talking about the sex doll, like." I bet everybody is a one-time customer. It's just that sort of like, ah, you got a story for the grandkids where you're like, you know what, <laughs> I'm not going to buy a sex doll, but why not? If I'm already visiting a brothel, that sure. means, you know, you're, you're, you're willing to do different things than the norm. So why not while you're there? So you get a bunch of one-time traffic coming through just to fuck the sex doll. Like, ah, why not? If I... But overall, I'm guessing... Like, women are more popular. It's just that this one doll is more popular than any one woman because everybody's like, eh, I, I, I kind of want to try the sex doll just to get it out of my system and for a fun. You think the sex doll is just kind of like a flavor of the month kind of thing? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I think it's just sort of something to, to try. But once you fucked the sex doll, you're going to go back to the prostitutes because you're just going to get more out of the prostitutes. It's going to be more You think more some fun. of the older veteran prostitutes like walk past your door and talk shit to her? Like, yeah, you think you're hot shit now, don't you, fake doll lady? Well, they're going to try you once and get tired of you. You're, you're not... You're not a real hooker like us. You haven't put in the legworks. And also, you're you're not real. The hell with you. <laughs> and, uh, I wonder what the investment is for the, for the brothel. You have a $4,000 payment... Uh, there's no, well, I, I suppose there's maintenance and upkeep and cleaning. So I wonder what the balance is between, you know, food and shelter and percentages versus general maintenance, which, which dude, is more profitable. I don't profitable. care what they did to clean that thing out. There's no way I would use a sex toy that some <laughs> other dude used. That is so gross. I like, agree. Hey, you want to, you want to use this fleshlight? Has anybody else used it? Yeah, all day, every day. Uh, it it works round the clock. Uh, guys, come in here and stuff the thing. I hose it out. Uh, do you want to pay me money? To, no, dude, you couldn't pay me money to do it. That's gross. I agree. So, um, changing gears, I uh, I'm a little pissed right now. Uh, last night, I started watching on uh, the PBS app, uh, Ken Burns, Vietnam. Did you check any of that out? I I haven't seen it, no. I started episode one last night, and I started it late at night. So I, the reason I'm pissed is I only got one hour in, and it was a fascinating hour. So earlier today, I went to turn it on again, and it said, oh, you watched part of this last night, and now every single episode, it didn't say it in this way, is, is like pay to watch. Like PBS, public broadcasting, had a pay to watch. So I'm, I'm a little oh, pissed sucks, because that, that first hour was fascinating and that first hour was also depressing because it, it, it we are a nation of live and don't learn because they it was sure. sort of in a way compared to World War One where entangling alliances, well, you fought you, so you have to get involved, so now we're all going to get involved and now it's a world at war, where there were people apparently from the get-go saying, yeah, this isn't a good idea 
when France was fighting in Vietnam, before it was even an American Vietnam, people were saying, yeah. this is a bad idea. Let's not get involved. And right. only an hour in, and we're, we're talking about, you know, several more episodes where obviously we got involved. And so at the beginning, you're going, well, wait a second. If everybody's saying don't get involved, what the fuck happened? And now I don't get to see what the fuck happened, how we went from let's let's not be a part of that to, yeah, let's, let's uh, start sending some troops over and, and fighting. And it makes me think of Iraq and how we always have these, and Afghanistan, these grand plans of, ah, we'll go in and kick their ass and it'll be good. And it never works out that way. And we never fucking learn. Oh, yeah, man. I was I was really hoping the fact that we are in our longest war ever, uh, almost 17 years it's going on now. Um, I, I was hoping that would come up more in the election, uh, but it, it, it didn't really. That it, it barely got mentioned by either candidate. Yeah, it was passed and, over, and that was about it. It was just sort of like, oh, yeah, and we're fighting these wars. Next. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like it was insane and it if anything, I mean, I mean Trump was very inconsistent on anything he said about that or Syria or anything else cuz on on one hand he would want to be like, "Oh, us being in Afghanistan is not a good thing. Obama's had a there too long." It was basically like a way to shit on Obama. Right. The, well, he's had 8 years and we're still there and you know, and there was there was speeches where he mentioned wanting to pull out you know that was that was sort of his platform i mean it wasn't part of his platform that anyone paid attention to because they were more focused on the wall and pussy grabbing and whatever else you know not the 17 year war <laughs> fuck that who cares about that but uh, yeah he mentioned wanting to pull out you know and, and then he he got in and just kind of had a press conference one day where he just sort of brushed it off like ah, i met with the generals and experts and they think we should stay so i'm gonna stay fuck you guys and then and then we went on to talking about something else it's just crazy but yeah that's that's the thing is we keep getting involved in these things and thinking yeah it's it's gonna be great um we'll take out this one group and this other group will um work with us and create a perfect democracy. And it's like, yeah, but you don't really know anything about that other group, man. They could be even shittier than the group you're fighting. You don't you don't know. Well, here's the fucked up thing that I never ever ever knew this going back to Vietnam. Um Ho Chi Minh loved America. He uh Did he? Yeah, and and he was a communist, but when the French I'm I'm not even going to begin to try and do anything justice because I'm stupid and I only watched an hour of a documentary. But he quoted Thomas Jefferson during the, 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 the Vietnamese-French conflict. He was saying, you know, all men are created equal. We want to free Vietnam. And America was saying, oh, you know, this, this is pretty good shit here. And the French said, don't get involved. Or if you are going to get involved, be on our side. Because, and, and that's where I left it is we were sort of supporting France. And Ho Chi Minh said, you know, America, you have never been a colonial nation. You've never been an empire like the Brits or the French in Asia. Asia likes America because you've never come over here and tried to take over a country and rule it. And that's and what we were like, we haven't? <laughs> exactly. Dude, we gotta get on this shit. <laughs> I mean, it, it started, when I turned it off, it was starting to get into the whole domino effect, which is, okay, we have to fight the Red Menace in Vietnam if because if we don't, we have then it'll be on our back door because that was the widely accepted reason. But... And it was it was a fantastic first hour, and when then there was that Gulf of Tonkin thing where they were, they were like, oh, this Vietnamese ship 
fired torpedoes at one of our ships, but then it turned out they didn't. It was just sort of like a like a false flag for going in there, and yeah, it that that whole thing was was fucking weird, man. Yeah. Um, anything you want to talk about today before we start uh, signing off? Um. You got a caller of the week? Uh, we haven't done Overlooked News in a while, but I don't have an Overlooked News story because I was going to go with the sex robot. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I don't have a... Um, I don't have a caller. I, I did find a news article. Uh, where where did it go? It's not... There. I, I, I just... I don't know. The, uh, the, the title caught me more than anything. Uh, Cambodian ambulance drivers told to get licenses. <laughs> 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 Cambodia's driver's licenses is, or ambi- or like paramedic licenses. Where are we going with this? Are drivers they... drivers licenses? <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> Cambodia's government has issued a stern warning to its health services, telling them that they need to shape up and ensure that their ambulance drivers have the proper paperwork to drive. It is reported. Yeah. So as as bad as things get here, I always like reading stories from around the world. It, it just going well. It, yeah, the president's insane, but at least our ambulance drivers have driver's licenses. You know what I'm saying? They're not just on the not plus just guys side, who've never been behind the wheel before. In in all fairness to Cambodian ambulance drivers or medical, uh, if you don't know what a red light means or what a stop sign does, you're just going to blow through that. You're getting to the hospital faster or to the, to the scene of the accident faster. I think you're moving yeah, at true. a quicker pace if you're not really paying attention to all the rules and regulations the man is handing down. It could go one of two ways, right? You either, you'll either, okay, so if you're blowing through the red lights, you will either be the quickest ambulance driver to the hospital or the slowest ambulance driver to the hospital because you will get (laughs) T-boned. And the guy. Then the next ambulance will come to get you. Yeah, yeah. And then he's going to get T-boned and it's just going to be like a domino effect. Every intersection is another T-boned ambulance and there's like 20 people in there. It's like one of those clown cars uh, by the time you make it to the hospital. And they're going to be like, dude, we, what the hell happened? And it's, (laughs) they're going to open the back door and just a whole bunch of ambulance drivers are going to fall out all with one guy, you know? Like, there's going to be one guy who was originally T-boned by some other car, and then six <laughs> ambulance drivers who got T-boned trying to get that guy to the hospital. Uh, that's funny. All right, I want to end on a quick movie recommendation. I forgot about this. It actually ties in with sex robots in a way, not really, but uh, did you ever see Blade Runner? Yeah, long time ago. Yeah, I love the original, and I went to see Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049. I cannot recommend it enough i absolutely it loved it i i i think it might be the best film i've seen all year i know that i left the theater really? just feeling that sense of yeah i really like the original man um was was harrison ford in this one yeah yeah yeah, yeah he, he nice it does it's like it's a does a real time thing where he's he's aged and uh i, I don't want to give too much away but basically um ryan gosling is the current blade runner and i i don't want to tell anything other than at some point he has to go looking for Harrison Ford and he finds him and that's all I'm going to say is I don't want to give anything away other than it that's was awesome, it man. was really really profoundly yeah, I want to watch it, but good. honestly it's been so long since I seen the first Blade Runner I got to go back and rewatch that one cuz I don't been... think you do like if if you have enough of it it and that's the nice thing about this sequel it's one of those sequels that can stand alone like they yeah. make reference to the first one 
but they do it in a way that says, yeah, you don't have to see it. We're going to tell you all you need to know right now. This is what happened. And here we go. Um, if you, if you do know the first one, it obviously makes it a little better, but I just, and, and you should see it in the theater because it's one of those, it's a big, big film where you sit marveling at the cinematography, at the sound, at the, the scope of the, the sets. And I just, it, it's funny. You like, you ask me why I don't like a film and I will tell you a hundred reasons why it was a piece of shit. You ask me why I love this, and all I can tell you is it's just profoundly good, and I found it touching in ways, and it was yeah. very intelligent. It, it's an examination of, if you don't know anything about the Blade Runner world, uh, you have replicants, which are non-human humans, and then you have humans. And this, it's a study of what it means to be human, what it means to have emotions, and in many ways in this film the humans act less human than the replicants, than the so-called robots. They are it's it's a study of love of and and it's i just i enjoyed it immensely so sex robots have come a long way yes by, by this. that's where i was going is it's it's, it's, it's awesome. all sex robots so go uh go see blade runner 2049 in the theater because it's not doing that well because people don't like long thoughtful intelligent movies that's too much for them to handle and then uh, after you're done seeing blade runner Tell your friends to listen to our podcast. Say something nice about us. Write a review and uh, send us a message. Buy our action figures. Yeah, and buy our action figures. All right, kids. Thanks for tuning in. Later.